I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about The Ancient Makes This Bride, which was a recommendation given to us by Angel, who emailed this uh, as part of their list. Uh, from Facebook. So thank you, Angel. Agreed. I enjoyed it. I liked it the first time I saw it. Um, <laughs> so when I very first watched what I assumed was the ancient Magus bride was actually the three episode prequel. I want to call it, I guess I didn't watch it for this series. I just watched, uh, or for this recording, I just watched the actual series, the 24 episodes. Well, it's a standalone. It's kind of the prequel itself is a standalone and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I might start mixing up the prequel and, and the actual series, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I'd be a little confused, but before we, (laughs) (laughs) before we actually get into it, um, this is 24 episodes long. It came out in October, 2017 and it ran all the way through March, 2018, uh, producers for it were production IG, uh, Flying Dog, Mag Garden, and the studio was Wit Studio. Source of it is a manga, and genres for it are Slice of Life, Magic Fantasy, and Shonen, which we all know Rick loves Slice of Life. Well, this one was not bad. I thought I wouldn't like it because it's the Slice of Life genre, but honestly, Dude, all you ever do it. is talk trash about Slice of Life and how much you hate Slice of Life, but yet all the shows you've seen before and loved or had a great memory of or or feel down in your bones of joy over are mm-hmm. Slices of Life. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, Slice of Life is such a broad genre. Like, for instance, I, I, I could see how this would be a Slice of Life because I, too see monsters everywhere I turn and I too have a giant magus like beast looking thing that I love dearly just making me food and treating me like a princess well so yeah I can totally relate I'm sure you could but (laughs) I also know you love mob cycle 100 it's also a slice of life yes it is (laughs) you lie I'm serious mob cycle 2 Slice of Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, no. Yes. No. Yes. The reason I liked Mob Psycho and Mob Psycho 2, if I can be completely like sidetracked and honest with it, the main reason I liked that is there was no suspense. Yeah. I I should rephrase. There was plenty of suspense, but every conflict was resolved in the same episode. It, It wasn't a next time on Dragon Ball Z part 95 of the same fight you've been watching the last three and a half hours. Hey, you have to understand something when you're watching things like that. All right. You have to encompass it and yell at the top of your lungs for long periods (laughs) of time. It takes a special kind of individual to be able to do that for hours on a special strength. 
It's very special. Strength. Very special. Or f- 15 minutes of your shows. And then just an echo of you yelling as well. Yeah. If you throw that echo on top of it, that, that's when so that's when the money transformations happen. So as much trash talk we do on that, I mean, it is a <laughs> great fighting anime. It is a great one for you to watch. Uh, should you ever feel so inclined to do so? But, Which one? Dragon Ball? Yes. Oh, hard. Every. Yeah. If you never watch anything else, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super even. It does get a bit repetitive. However, I'm I would recommend this day and night. Uh, it's on par, if not better, in my personal opinion, to Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. All right. I'm good with that. I'm game with that. Yeah. I'm all right with that. But we don't talk about GT. <sighs> you had to bring up GT. <laughs> yeah, to bring up B- GT. All right. Well, while we forget about that, I want to move on with our lives, <laughs> sir. Um, mm-hmm. Ancient Magus's Bride is, I felt, a great story, albeit a little weird. And and for all the controversial stuff that is in it, that is actually in it, it almost got like no flack that I remember at all for it. And when nice. I say controversial stuff, I mean a 15 year old being choked out by her mom, whose mom then commits suicide and then decides to sell herself as a slave who then gets bought legally and transported to another country. I've seen it in James Bond. That that's, that's a hundred percent. Oh, that's a slice of life. That's totally real right there. That's I, yeah. oh, why not? I mean like, Oh, also, also, you have this like multi hundred year old, like almost a thousand year old. I get, I would assume dude who's also making his slave, his wife. So, you know, you know, if you're lonely, it happens again, slice of life. Look, I tried buying you before, sir, and it didn't work out too well for me. I had to get a refund in case you forgot. Well, if I remember correctly, you didn't even pay that much. So you got what you paid for. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's the worst 50 cents I ever spent in my life. <laughs> I actually paid him to take you back. I paid him a dollar. Uh, I paid double the amount. <laughs> Just make it stop. Please. <laughs> please make it go away. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. So I have a question for you. Yes. And I've actually discussed this with a few other people uh, back when it first came out. And it's funny you mentioned the story. Yes. In your opinion, yes. what is the total overarching story that we, we saw in the 24 episodes? Uh, what is the thing that holds it all together other than the fact that they just care, the main character is there? Uh, the thing that holds it all together? Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that they actually tie in mythology and folklore into each other and connect it all. That's what I would say that really kind of ties it all because that actually does a really great thing. And it's not when I say mythology and folklore, I also mean stories. So take, for example, the fairy queen, Tatiana, and her husband, uh, Oberon. They actually, in folklore, in traditional folklore, Tatiana doesn't have a name. The, The fairy queen does not have a name. And I'm glad that they also brought that up. She brought that up. The only people that actually call me by that name are you Eisen and my husband Oberon because she wasn't given a name until Shakespeare. Hmm. 
Yeah, Shakespeare. You know more about it than I do. Yeah, Shakespeare uh, wrote a Midsummer's Night Dream in which uh, he had written the fairy king Oberon and the fairy queen Tatiana together. So that's when they were actually given a name. But traditional folklore for it doesn't actually have that. See, what I originally thought, I'm glad you brought up Midsummer's Night Dream because I thought this was basically an adaptation of that. I assumed because with everything that goes on, if you follow Midsummer's Night Dream loosely, and by loosely, I mean like if you just look at the over overview, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost the same. You have a slightly different backstory for our main protagonist, but she gets dr- she's drifted off to this fantasy land after a horrific event. And she again, she gets to meet the fairy king and queen. Um, she is desired by many for traits that she has no control over. Um, and at the very end, it's a decent thing where she, she ends up waking up. Now, at the end, <laughs> well, I mean, there's a few other stories that go into it. To but, say the least, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, she wakes up to a better life than she went to sleep to, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Just and like in Midsummer's Night Dream. Again, yeah. I, I actually agree with you 100% on that. And... One of the things that they actually really do um, for it, or, or, or I can see how they really kind of tie it in in between the two, and how the stories stories are married, and how they got inspiration from Shakespeare, but also they got the inspiration from everyone else. So, like, take uh, Joseph um, as well. That was a tragic one. His uh, name, what is it? Uh, Car. It was. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't... Uh, Cartophilus. Cartophilus. Well, when you finally learn that there are actually two, uh, Joseph is actually, or or uh, Cartophilus is actually based off the Wandering Jew legend. Really? Yes. You did a lot more research than I did, or you just knew more stuff than I did about, about this kind of No, when I first watched it, I actually went through and I... I read all about because they were referencing and pulling different things from a whole bunch of different stuff. And it was just like really fascinating to me. The, the amount of different stories that they were pulling everything from and and the lore behind it all. And I just thought it was really, really good. It was really, really great. And the story for Cartophilus is, and they say it in the show, in the, in the show, when you're learning about Cartophilus's or Joseph's background story is that, it was just some guy that, that talked smack to Jesus when he was going to pick up his cross and then he was cursed with immortality. But the immortality that he gets isn't the immortality you're, you're normally wanting. He doesn't stop decaying. He forever decays and, age and, and gets mm-hmm. ill-fated or Ill, has Ill, illness and he's able to hardly move and everything like that. And he's alive. He can't die, but he doesn't stop. But he rotting. never stop. Yeah, I was gonna say he keeps suffering. Yeah, he's in constant for pain forever until the second coming, which is where where that that supposedly is is the curses. He will live until the second coming, and then death at that point will just be a sweet release. Exactly. At the end, did like he all he was really looking for was a a place that he can lay his head without pain. Yeah, crazy. They never defeated him. They just placated him yeah basically gave him exactly what he wanted so does that mean (laughs) devil's advocate here 
does that mean that the Jesus in the story was actually God's son or was he just a really powerful mage? Say that again. The Jesus that cursed him, was he actually God's son in the anime or was he just a simply a very powerful mage? I don't know. They refer to him even in the anime as God's son. The reason I, the reason I ask that is because a mage was able to, or a magus was able to relieve the burden of the curse. Yeah, but the curse is still there. Yeah, the curse is there, but he, like, I guess they were able to lighten the load so it wasn't so much curse-like. Right. Um, but that doesn't relieve or, or, or ad- abolish the curse or anything like that. So, I mean, like, honestly, we could try and go off on that tangent to try and figure it out, but I feel like we're both going to end up at a dead end where we're both just trying to figure <laughs> out and fabricate and bring into existence things that just aren't going to happen. <laughs> well, no, no, Season totally. Two, this will on. happen. Work, work with me here. No, <laughs> no, I refuse. So one of the things I personally enjoyed about this anime that I don't usually see very often in your memory, because you watched it um, this week, and I, of course, watched it this week, but I, I kind of glazed over it. Um, how many throwaway characters did you count? Throwaway characters? Well, I yeah, wouldn't really like call characters them... that were one and done. Basically zero. No, not quite. I mean, there's only two that I can think of that are not throwaway, meaning or that, that are throwaway. And what I mean by that is any of the named characters that you come across are brought back more than once in different contexts. Not quite. Okay. Ethan, he's a named character. You're welcome for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so again, one or two, like I said. <laughs> the winter goddess. No, she came. Okay. Her daughter not. came back, but she was pregnant. The winter goddess was pregnant, gave birth. The daughter came back, came. So. That's three. No, the daughter came back. Came. Well, yeah, technically. I mean, like came back as a, as more than just a, a embryo. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just, if you want to get super technical to try and save whatever you can. <laughs> okay. So you're not going to tear apart my whole thing. Cause most anime you'll see, especially when they're 24 episodes do have one episode characters where they never show up again. They never, it's it, the their contribution outside of the, the the episode you see them in is is minimal or non-existent. Whereas here, characters from episode one come back, or characters from episode five make a return. So they're not. I don't know. Um, they're not forgotten. True, true. But the same could be said about a lot of them. Simply because a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of shows that have named characters, they focus on them for a short amount of time and then they move on past them. And, and this really kind of holds to that as well. So. Well, the main reason I was saying that, do you remember that? Like um, they're dragons, right? Yeah. Dragons, Mm -hmm. the three dragons that are shown up there. I figured once you, once they got left the, that's that whole story, we'd never see them again. They wouldn't be a plot feature. And it turns out that not only were they brought back, they were brought back and, and with a solid memory and, and experience. Yeah, but that's all to be expected because she had to go back there. It was written for her to be able to go back there. So it's only natural that they would still tie them in there. That doesn't, I mean, that's just natural. 
given the fact that people were hunting the dragons, I did not expect them to come back. Well, I expected them to come back. All right, fine. That makes one of us. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like the fact that they were hunting, people were hunting dragons. I, I almost ex- expected us to even, and we did see people hunting the dragons. Mm-hmm. I expected to see that and them to come back because of that. And lo and behold, I was right. That, that happened. Well, because they were being hunted, I did not expect them to show back up. I expected one or one to show up like they're her, their favorite. One. I didn't expect all three to survive. No problem. Well, I mean, eh, eh, I guess. Um, well, no, they didn't all survive. No problem. They all have problems afterwards. <laughs> I mean, they did have issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> now who's grasping at straws, huh? No, I'm serious. I mean, they literally one of them came back horribly scarred after having a lot of surgery done on them. And the other one was completely transformed because of the horrors and and. Uh, atrocities committed. Yeah, that's just sad. It was. It was really sad. They, were, they reminded me of puppies, you know? Mm-hmm. God. So. Going to the same auction, basically. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. So, let's move away from the sadness, because you kind of just depressed me, sir. <laughs> you did it to yourself, but if you want to know, I was uh, scrolling through the list of characters, a number of, like, one-off characters. Oh, God. It's like <laughs> eight. There's eight. Out of 24 episodes, there's eight one-off characters. Okay. I am happy with that number. Mm-hmm. I am. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, my girl thinks the number eight is perfect, so I'll go with that. Okay. Sure. Why not? So mm-hmm. one of the things, did you uh, ever see this in both subs and dubs or just one or the other? Um, I only ever watched it in the subs. I never watched it in the dubs. I didn't want to taint my experience. Gotcha. I watched it both ways. I've seen it before in, in subs and I've watched it this time in, in dubs and you know, silky. AKA, yes. Okay. You know how they majority of the time in the anime and the subs, they call her silky. Yeah. They almost never call her that at all at any point in time in the dubs. <laughs> you lie. What I'm do they serious. call her? Silver. Because that's her true name is silver. Oh, opportunity lost. Yep. So, I mean, like they call her silver a couple of times in the dubs or in the subs, but they majority of the time, they just call her silky in the, in the subs and in the dubs, they just never call her silky. They always call her silver except for one time when someone calls her silky and that is it. (laughs) It's just kind of like, well, that kind of is uh, confusing. Like if you've never, if you didn't watch it originally, it just would really confuse you. Like, why did he just call her silky rather than silver? Okay. Um, so that's one of the things it's like the, between the subs and the dubs, there's a lot of, a lot of differences in it more than, than what I actually liked. It was still a great story, still really good. It was still really easy to follow. Um, it was still beautifully told. I just feel like they changed a little too much or, or you lost a lot when you went to the dubs. Okay. Well, I got a question for you. Did the voices match? Yeah. I mean, like, they didn't sound exactly alike, obviously. No, I But the not, voices but I mean matched, like, like the, the personality, the, the view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless you no, were silver, I, in which case it's kind of hard to have a voice match that. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I figured that as, as a rule of thumb, they'll never sound identical to their, their original counterpart. 
But mm-hmm. if, as in Vegeta, and going back to Dragon Ball, because it's awesome, v- Dragon Ball Z technically, Vegeta sounds much better in the English dub, in my opinion, mainly because he sounds just more ruthless. Whereas in the Japanese subtitled one, the original voice actor, while doing an amazing job, I don't want to take away from that. It just didn't give me that feeling, you know? Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And I would honestly say um, I would agree with you because the same thing could be said about Goku for the Dragon Ball Z series. I I prefer his voice a lot more for the dubs versus the subs. Although the subs, the the language that's used (laughs) is better. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. So let's go back to our, our main story. What did you think about the ancient Magus? I thought it was good. Thought no, it was no, great. Him. him. Oh, Elias? Yeah. I think it's really great. And when they saw Reha- uh, Rahab, how she describes him, she's like, it's almost as if you were a mage that dabbled with dark magic, but then didn't. And then immediately rectified what she had said to help clarify that he was not a mage that had done that because of his entire body, his being it's, Mm. it's, uh, what is it? Uh, you remember that, uh, ancient forest spirit, the one that's like, yeah. yeah, Um, what is it? Uh, uh, begins with the W, uh, blah, 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 blah. Wendigo. 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 Okay. Uh, some Winnebago. Uh, <laughs> Winnebago, yeah. Winnebago, yeah. That. So, like, how how he talks, how he remembers things happening because he says, "I remember I actually used to eat a lot of people and everything like that," and and he talks about how violent he was and um and that creature, the forest, basically the dark darkness of the forest, the forest spirit, it. it that that whole lore is uh, for the Winnebago because <laughs> that's how <laughs> I always remember it uh, is basically it, it talks about uh, the violence and, and cannibalism of the people. And that's how he came into being. Now, while I agree with that, what did you think of and his I thought, transformations? I thought they were great and it truly signified what kind of it was too for him so he he was given the name elias ainsworth by rahab mm-hmm. and he's been he's also been called other things too shadows of thorn <laughs> thorn shadow everything mm-hmm. like that um and his transformations really reflect the destruction or or the 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 twisted reality of life now did you catch uh they did it minorly but did you catch how depending on his mood and as it progressively got worse, his, his figure changed subtly. Oh yeah, no, but they also did that uh, all the way throughout. And it's not even just subtly. They would also have his figure change massively. Mm. Like it wouldn't be just like a small shift, a small change. It would be a massive change, massive shift depending on how he was feeling, the emotions and everything like that. And I thought it was really now I would like to know what you felt or how you thought it was portrayed for him trying to truly understand human emotions. 
Um, in the beginning, it felt more of a curiosity than a desire. And at the end, so in the mid, so it started off as a curiosity and then it almost became a, an obsession, a desire. And by the end of it, it was more of an understanding that he'll never truly understand what's going on, but he's making progress. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. But because um, his etiquette is is like it, visually, he understands what what humanity does, but he's not aware of a higher class humanity. But he doesn't understand what humanity is. That is true. He does not. I mean, heck, he's got a library that was a mess. Well, I mean, I mean she kind of cleans it up a little bit, a lot of bit. He, I don't know. I mean, like his, well, his, his library wasn't that big of a mess. A lot of it was pretty cleaned, but thanks. That's thanks to silver more so than anything yeah. else. And the fact that she was, uh, able to keep it clean. Mm. Everything because she's a Banshee. Cause why not? And the way they did Banshees here was way different than, than I guess, myth, myth, myth mythologically, mythologically, mythologic, uh, mythically. <laughs> Mythically, yes. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, not even you got it. Um, but mythically speaking, banshees aren't housemaids. You know. Yeah. They usually are are there, and they they they're meant to kill and kidnap. Typically. Typically, yeah. At least to the ones that I know. I never looked into the other, and this is why I say it's really really cool. Um, is they don't just pull banshees from one particular folklore uh, or, or mythology from any particular folklore. They pull it from a vast or variety of different folklores. So mm-hmm. I never looked to see if there was a folklore specific to that banshee and how she was, or maybe okay. if she was just something in particular or, or, or uh, unusual uh, case, which is possible. Too. Gotcha. What struck me is that the Magus is kind of a recluse, like a hard recluse. Kind of? Kind well, of isn't a strong enough word, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say kind of because he, he got out and he, he got his bride, you know? But my curiosity would extend to how did he know where to pick her up at? Uh, Because he... St- been obviously looking for a slave baggie, which is what she was for a very long time. And he would not miss that opportunity. So obviously he has ears kind of all over the place. I would assume. I figured he'd just talk to the plants cause he's got such a connection to them. You know, uh, I would say probably not just the plants, but probably other spirits as well or other mm. fairy or fae. Okay. Now, how many, it kind of struck me as a bit odd. How many Faye do you think owe him favors? Uh, that is a great question. I don't know. Because <laughs> everywhere you turn, they're like, in, in <laughs> to repay the favor I owe you, blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, it's not just necessarily that a favor that he's, uh, that they're trying to repay I think they're also trying to repay him for, for a wrong that they did. So like at, if you remember at the very beginning, um, the fairies were trying to take Chise, 
the the sleigh baggie mm-hmm. from him, and he caught them basically trying to do that. And she, obviously, Chise was able to resist them, so that way she wasn't going with them. And so they were trying to repay him for that misdeed that they were trying mm-hmm. to do, uh, along with several other things. So like them basically probably causing some problems or mischief or other things that they had done that was just causing problems for him. Mm-hmm. Would be my interpretation of it, anyways. It's one well, I mean, way. That's really all. <laughs> really, all we can go on is your own interpretation. Your own interpretation of what you saw. You know. No, it's not an interpretation. It's fact of life. <laughs> it's fact. Yeah. It's genuine Hashtag facts. Hashtag. I'm right. <laughs> Maybe ten percent of the time. Facts don't care about my feelings. So. Um. Yeah. I just. I wonder how strong they actually are, you know? I would assume can anybody be can anybody go down that road, do you think? To become a magus. No. And the reason why I say no, it's because it's how it's described and uh how they talk about it, it makes it sound like you're born into it, like you're born that way rather than you are being like 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 a alchemist. I would assume alchemists aren't like that, like anyone could become an alchemist. Got you. Hmm. At least that's my interpretation of it. Right or wrong. Well, how many Maguses did you see over there? Uh, not a lot. I only saw a couple. And I, the reason why I say they're, that they're born into it, because they make that reference a couple times. Mm-hmm. Additionally, when they're born, it's almost as if they're not, like, not human, technically, because they have such long lives. Yeah. I was hoping that the more you learned, the longer your life would go. Because I had just assumed that we were entering the like the the twilight of his life, you know. But it come to find out by the mid to end of the the season, you're like, no, actually, he's got a lot longer to live. Yeah, no one knows how long they're gonna live for. Not even. Oh gosh, darn it! What's his name? Lindell. Ash and I. Lindell. Lindell. Yeah, Ash and I is a fairy, so who knows how long he's going to live. He's been alive for over a thousand years. Mm. But yeah, I was Lin- say, most of the characters we're talking about are, keep mentioning how they saw our, our, our Magus grow up. Yeah, basically. Or not grow up, but basically from the time he was found. Yeah. It was a great story. It was a good show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It had a few shocking moments. For instance, when Odoo starts killing all the cats. Oh yeah, because of uh, because of Joseph or yeah, Cartophilius, as uh, one might say, his name would be. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, and that's the other interesting thing, right? Is there are just like some people that are pushed to a particular brink, and they just snap. Fear does an amazing thing for rationale. You know, which is, again really kind of reflects on a psychic detective Yakumo on how uh, his dad really kind of played everyone's fears or, or, or weaknesses to force them to do things that they normally wouldn't do. I could see how that comparison adds up. Um, I don't know, man. Like it's just that set like the, the way the scenarios were set up, you got to find people at their darkest time. So I'd, I'd say, it's almost a talent to find someone who's just that desperate for an answer. Well, when you've been alive for over 2000 years, I mean, like 
You get pretty you good. Knack for it. You get a knack for it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh now if anybody who has not seen this, I highly recommend it. It's it's oh yes. It's got so many different stories in it that and they're all I would say self-contained. You know what I mean? Like yes. they, they don't bleed over into each other. So you don't have to cross contaminate. Well, it's not that they necessarily bleed into each other. Um, it's just, it's, you may get like part A of a story and then a couple episodes later you get part B. Yeah. So it is something you do have to kind of like watch in order for you to really truly understand, but it is a great, great story in and of itself. And every story that they tell, they do tell it to completion. So if you feel like, Hey, what the hell is going on here? What's the story with this? And then you're just like left kind of hanging. They do come back and revisit it a couple episodes later. Yeah. Now it is kind of annoying when they do that, but given the fact that the animation quality is just so much better in my opinion. Oh yeah. Than most other animes that it, it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't give you that, that bad taste in your mouth, you know? Oh yeah. No, most definitely. This is, Definitely, uh, definitely animation wise. Great. And the music that they have for the both opening and the ending. And then the, the scores that they had there in the center in the middle, uh, during key points and parts. I thought it was great. It was very tastefully done. It was done very well. And it didn't make you also, I would have to say every episode didn't make you feel anxious for the next one. Yes. Yeah. That that's both good and bad if you if you think about it because it doesn't leave you wanting more as most anime do. But I mean, you know, by the fifth episode, if you're if you like it, you're gonna you're you're gonna watch it anyway. Or if you don't like it, you just won't do it. You know? Yeah. And exactly. I like the fact that that the anime doesn't give you that pressure. Yeah. That oh yeah. Would re- you know, like there's some other ones where they're like, you know, what's gonna happen next? And you're like, I don't know. I really want to know. Or Worse off, you're like, I don't know, and you've drawn it on so long, I don't care. All right. So, but, you know, if you liked it, I recommend the prequel. It's only three episodes, and it came out like a month and a half apart from one another, but it is so good, and it, 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 it fills in so many loopholes, not loopholes, so many plot holes in the story of how things began. Yeah. And it's, and- it's kind of cool. You know, it kind of, it kind of basically this, any plot holes that may have been there or that are there, it's, it's, they're either small, minute or, or just, you know, negligible to where it's still a really great and enjoyable story, no matter what. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Oh, all right. So on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering. Uh, Quick, even or odd? Even? Even. Okay, eight. Okay. And the reason I give it an eight is I would have given it a nine if you would have said odd. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. Um, it's something I highly recommend to anyone to watch. I would watch it again with friends and family. It's PG-13 most of the time, but even the harder stuff to watch isn't uh, gruesome. It alludes to a certain things where you're like, oh, that's not uh, that's not good for kids to learn. But be, that that 
that that happens so few and far between it's not even a concern you know yeah and i feel it has bookends it does it's a solid start a solid end if they did a season two i'd watch it yeah oh yeah oh so, what there, about you no i'm actually giving it a eight as well uh i thought it was great the story was great the music was great really fit it uh the animation and the the quality of it was just it was there um I liked that every time Eins or, uh, or not Eins, sorry, Elias had <laughs> Eins Algon. Yeah. <laughs> every time Elias had a new emotion where he wasn't sure what was happening or what was going on, he brought it up and it really helped kind of try and explain and talk about the range of human emotion. And it yeah, helped. We never even really, it really explored that. Jealousy, anger, hate, what we perceive as beautiful or, or tranquil, just like the range of emotions and thoughts for him that was foreign. It, I love that they explored that for Elias. Yeah, we never actually covered all of that. Um, <laughs> maybe in the extra content, we might. Um, maybe, maybe. But yeah, it was, it was like you were looking at human emotion from a baby's point of view. Exactly. And they actually referenced it like that too, a couple of different times and, and, and how they referenced, um, both Elias and Chize is they sometimes referenced them as parent and child and they would swap the roles on what was going on. Like he would be the parent or she would be the parent depending on the circumstances and situation as to what was going on. Yeah. Cause she was all about not really having her own sense of self and, and Elias was the one to teach her. Well, not only that, they also, he was also trying, they also had to learn how to communicate with each other, much like a married couple. I mean, like you could be together for years and have difficulty communicating True. no matter what. Um, or even not, even if you're not married, if you're with, uh, with your partner or, or friends or anyone else, communication is a, a very big key and, and it is actually very hard to do like no matter what. Well, I mean, if you're having that kind of problem, you can always start a podcast. That's true. You could. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why Before I'm going with the Nate. I mean, like okay. it, 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 it's a great story. It's really beautifully done. Well, well worth it. I highly recommend it. Very happy that we got their recommendation. Oh, yeah. It was a great revisit for me. I loved it. So thank you, Angel, <laughs> for that. So. Um, we had, uh, talked a little bit beforehand and, yes, uh, talked about, uh, what we wanted to do, uh, for next week. And so next week we're actually going to do, uh, the rising of the shield hero because we both love <laughs> it. We both, uh, talked about it way back in the day, a couple of years ago when it was first coming out, we both talked about how much we loved it, watched it, everything like that. It was great for both of us. So we decided that that's actually what we're going to do. We're going to go for that one next. So right. The rising of the shield hero. It's a little bit more recent than some of the stuff we've done. Mm -hmm. And I think podcast wise, it's a good move because it's still, it's not obscure yet. And we might be having another season come out. No, no, there is no my, we are having another season come out. Like it's oh, already like the next two seasons are already planned. So we, we know we're getting a season three at the very least too. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm I think so happy to hear that. The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2, I think it airs 
uh, I mean, like you also have the trailers that are already out for it too, for season two, in case you didn't know. I thought season two was already out. We're waiting on season three. No, see, season two is barely airing. I think it's like barely supposed to air. Uh, I could have sworn season two was already out. No, dude. Like seriously, I wish season two was already out. Uh, I don't, I can't remember like if they specified, a spe- I think it's supposed to be April or so or not April, but February for the release date when they're supposed to start season two. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow. That shocks me. You're welcome for that. So I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch the rising of the shield hero. If you enjoyed this week's choice, if you want to talk to us, hang out with us and everything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We also have a Patreon page and merch set up. Uh, the Patreon will actually get you access to some bonus content. Uh, we do, we talk a little bit before and after each episode we record it. We'll be putting that as part of it. $1 gets you that bonus content. If you want to hang out with us, live chat, give us live reactions to everything we're doing right now. We've got a tear for that as well. <laughs> Feel free to, to come uh, hang out with us, message us, but yeah. do you need to pay to talk to us? No, you do not. In fact, we're always hanging out in the discord. Feel free to talk to us in there too. We're always hanging out in there. And be happy to have you join us. You can also email us uh, at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. Those anime guys on Twitter, featured anime podcast on Facebook. Reach out to us. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, what we missed, what you loved, what you hated, anything else. And if you were a part of the live conversation, you were hanging out with us too. You would have heard that we had a little uh, discussion that went really off topic and started talking uh, about Batman. Yeah. Uh, that's only <laughs> yeah. going to be available to those who listen live. So, uh, snooze you lose this time. Exactly. Cause that was a wonderful 20 minute diverge on, on the origins of Joker. Uh, Love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. Anyways. Thank you for all, uh, checking us out. Don't forget to leave us a rating review, like subscribe, wherever you happen to consume us and it will gr- greatly help out. Don't forget to share. It really does help us. And until next time, I'm Jack. And I swear I'm not going to go sell myself to some mage, even even if he does have a really awesome library. And a lot God of money. damn, that library was awesome. He also has a lot ah, of money. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah that <laughs> money too. The, the library, I, that's what I want. That, that's just what I want. Uh, sorry. I'm Rick, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 